Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Galatians chapter 3. You know, I, I'm not going to keep you long tonight, guys. I just, I just really felt like I wanted to share with you some things from my heart as the ushers come. Galatians 3 and 13. I really, um, I really felt like God... Um, as I was getting ready to come, you know, we, we kind of know that, kind of know that this, this week is, this week is, you know, it's a somber feeling a little bit because we understand everything Jesus did for us, and it's a joyful moment, but one of the things I want to talk to you today about is this, what did re- Jesus really do, and I know there's a lot of what he did, but what did Jesus really do when he went to the cross for me and you? Well, he redeemed us. In the beginning of the year, you know, it was funny, the Lord was talking to me, he said, he said, he said I, talk, I told you about the blessing Amen? The blessing on your life. And in Galatians 3.13, we get a greater understanding of what Jesus did. Y'all know the story, and if you haven't heard the story, that Jesus, of course, being betrayed and, and having to take upon him the sin of the world, he, he went to a cross. He went to a cross to pay the pain and pay the penalty for our sin. The Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin so that we could be free from our debt and be free from our sin. One thing tonight I want to talk to you about is this, is in Galatians 3.13, we're going to read this, and then we're going to look. It says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham, that's what we've been talking about, might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We know Sunday, Sunday's about the promise coming to pass, but, but Friday is about the curse being paid for. And I think that's one of the things that I really want to share with you about tonight is in Galatians 3.13, Jesus went to the cross to take the curse. Amen? And that curse carried with it a penalty. And he paid the penalty. And I think we, got, we, have, to, we have to pull ourselves in, in, in order to really understand this. The curse of the law was paid by Jesus on a tree. I want you to look at another scripture. Can you go to 1 Peter 2.23, and then we're going to come no, back? Sunday. Amen. Sunday's about and the promise. 1 Peter 2.23, I want you to see this, because we understand that the curse of the law had three big, powerful things. It was poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. That's the curse. It was poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. 1 Peter 2.23, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him. That judges righteously. Look at verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on a tree. Now we always use the scripture for healing. But he says before anything, he says he put our sin on him and our sin was put on that cross. Amen. And we were been redeemed because of what he did on the cross. That's where the power comes in. See, the resurrection comes after the penalty has been paid. Amen. And he paid the penalty for sin. Now, I want you to know something here. I want you to know this. Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness and by whose stripes you were healed. I want to talk to you just a little bit about righteousness. Because righteousness is the byproduct of the curse being lifted off me and you. Amen? I'm not going to keep you long. I, I was, you know, I, I just, really, I just want to share my heart with you because as we take communion, I want us to understand that the greatest way we can enforce what he did is to walk in the blessing. See, because if somebody does something for you, pays a price for you at the level that Jesus did, we, we receive the benefit of what's been done, but therefore we should really walk in the light of what we received. 
And the best way to walk in the light of what we received is to walk in the righteous position that he gave us. See, he paid the, he paid the price. He paid the price for you to live righteous. So now that means I don't renew my mind because I just renew my mind. I renew my mind to figure out who I am in Christ because he paid the price so I can have a renewed mind. I don't, I don't try to figure out about healing because it says by whose stripes you were healed. But I love that first part of that scripture because you got to get that. Why did he go to the cross? He bore my sin in his body on that tree. Amen? So my sins, and we use a word in, in the Bible. It's in Colossians chapter 1. We're going to go there. I'll let you read it. Colossians 1, and we're going to look at verse, we're going to look at verse 12. We, my sins were translated unto him. That means he exchanged them. See, why you walk righteous is because he took your unrighteousness. Why you stand in a holy position is because when he went to the tree, he took my unholiness on him. Wow, you say, now listen, I'm going to say something. This is really good. You say my performance sometimes, and this is very, very important, and I talked about this Wednesday. You say my performance sometimes doesn't line up to my promise. That's true, but it never stops you from your position. Never. If I don't walk at the level of light I have, I leave behind some of the blessings, but I never leave behind my birthright. Do you get me? I might leave some of the blessings behind, and that's true, you do, because he can't, he can't do certain things unless I get in order, but he never changes my position with him because he took the position on the cross and gave me. We exchanged. He became cursed so I could become blessed, and once I've been blessed, you can't curse what's been blessed. You can't do it no more. Remember, Balaam tried to do it. He said, I'm trying to curse these people of Israel. I can't do it. He said, I tried to put it on them, but it came off them and bounced on me. He goes, I don't want no part of these people. Get me out of here. Why? Because whatever God is blessed cannot be cursed. Amen. Look what it says right here. It says, give thanks unto the father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Look at that right there. That's the word of God right there who had delivered us from the power of darkness. Come on, somebody delivered me from the power of darkness. Amen. And what, and what, and has translated me into the kingdom of his dear son. I got free and translated all in the same moment in time. Amen. I got blessed in one moment of time. I got, I exchanged position. I exchanged, because you stepped out of you and you stepped into him. You ain't in you no more. You're in Christ. And in him I live and I move and I have my being. It's in him that I think. I got the mind of Christ. I got the ability of Christ. I got the authority. When a king decrees a thing, come on somebody, we're supposed to rule and reign like a king in the earth. See, he took, he took my sin and gave me his crown. But you got to get a revelation of this. You got to get a revelation that this is what this great exchange was about. It was about switching up positions because I asked myself the same question you asked you. What did he do when he went to that cross? See, now we said, we get, we get very um, in cliche or whatever. Well, he took my sin. What does that mean? He took your sin. I know he took your sin, but think about what he said in Galatians chapter 3. He said he took the curse. He went to that cross to take the curse so you could keep the blessed. And that curse is that Deuteronomy 28, which we talked about, means everything that's in that curse can't come on me because I walk in the blessed now. That's what Jesus wanted, to put me back into an Eden-like condition so that the blessing that he had for me in the beginning, because one man's sin, Adam, came sin into the earth, but one man's obedience brought life and peace with God in Christ Jesus. The second Adam 
Jesus, now come on, all that Bible story makes sense. The second Adam, Jesus, who in a garden, come on somebody, paid the price of a covenant. So you got to pull all those stories together. They got Jesus and they think they got him on the rope. They said, we got this guy because he he's going to pay the penalty. They ask him, who are you? Are you king of the Jews? He said, that's who you say that I am. And he said this. He said, no man can take my life, but I give my life. And you can't take it unless I lay it down. And I'm choosing to lay it down for you because if I keep it, I can't get you. And in Gethsemane, he came to the greatest decision of his life. Because I told you this, Jesus sooner or later had to enter into a covenant with God even though he was God. That'll trick your mind. That'll make your head skip a beat just for a minute. Because how does he, God, have to make a deal with himself? Because God wants free will. And if he don't get free decision-making, he cannot make him do anything. So Jesus in a garden called Gethsemane decides to cut a covenant with God that was shed with blood. Come on, somebody. Right? Because he sweat great drops of blood, and that's when blood has to be shed for the remission of the sin. But it also has to be shed in the covenant of agreement. And Jesus said, I don't want to drink this cup, but I'll drink this cup if I got to. I really don't want to, but I'll do it because I'm thinking of you. Because I know that I am going to get them back, and the only way to get them back is somebody's got to pay the ransom. See, that's a tight word. Somebody's got to pay for the sacrifice of what was committed by an Adam. And now you got to think about something. We were born in sin. We partake. Remember this. Don't get down on yourself. The only reason why you partake of sin is because you were born into sin. And when you're born into something, sometimes you don't even know you're doing it. Okay, so once you become awakened or alive, you understand. And Jesus cuts a covenant in a garden. One man lost it all in the garden. The other guy bought it all back in the garden and made a deal in the garden to drink a cup he didn't want to drink. But the cup was the cup of death. And Jesus, knowing that every nail, that every thorn, see, you got to understand something. When they put that, everything they did and everything he had to go through, he went through so you could have freedom in every area that he gave to the enemy to try to destroy, but really it was empowering our victory because he wasn't really killing them as much as he was empowering them. And just when the devil thought he had them down, I got news for you. He took two sticks, three nails, made a bridge from heaven to hell. Come on, somebody, and got us up out of the place. Amen? We're going to talk about shouting about how the stone got rolled away on Sunday, but I got news for you today. I'm going to say something. Don't get mad at me. I think there's a little bit more victory on Friday than you maybe see because resurrection power is great stuff. It's the best stuff, but I got news for you. He bought back my mind when they were slamming thorns in his head. He bought back my body when they put nails through his hands. They bought he, look, every breath he took gave me power to make it. And when you don't feel like you got breath no more, Jesus can put breath in your lungs because everything he had to go through, he went through for me and you. And I want you to know something that just as much as it's kind of it's kind of sobering and it's kind of sad. It's sad. You know what I mean? I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's very sad. But here's the thing. It was about my freedom. So in my pain, my pain he took and his freedom he gave me. So this is what I want. So now I'm like you. Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it's written, curses everything that hangeth on a tree. So he went to that cross to take the curse. Now I got a question for you. What's in that curse? Because if he took the curse... So I don't have to take it. What am I leaving behind by not walking into victory? 
Deuteronomy 28 says, now, now go there real quick, and I'm going to take you. Go to Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Now you're going to read some of this. The blessing came on our life because the curse got off our life, and Jesus took the curse through what? Death. So that the blessing of God could come upon us. Amen? In Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, I just want to look at a little bit of this because I want you to kind of see this, and I'm going to read a little bit of it, and we're not going to read that that long, but I want you to see this because you got to understand something. I'm going to show you something right here because he reconciled. Go right over here. Can I give you one more scripture there? Can we go to 2 Corinthians 5, 14? I apologize. 2 Corinthians 5, 14, write that down. Then we're going to Deuteronomy 28. Then I'm going to give you about seven things, ten things you hold, you hold in your hand. Because I was telling him, I was telling somebody, I said, listen, the blessing's on me because the curse is on him, and we exchange or we translated positions, which means what? See, you're, you're, no longer, you're no longer in darkness. You're in a marvelous light. He ripped, me out of, he ripped me out of darkness and put me in a marvelous light. That means he ripped me out of the place. I was, see, he ripped you out of mental oppression. He ripped you out of depression. He ripped you. He, I'm telling you, he ripped you. You understand what I mean by ripped you? Y'all know the story. Amen. Praise God. And the veil was rent and the holy of holies and nails and thorns and pain and problems and persecution and it wasn't easy and ain't, we're not here being light but I want to know okay what's that mean for me that means I got to walk in the victory that means I got to walk in the ability that means I got to walk in the revelation that means I got to walk in what I got that means when he said to me I didn't give you a spirit of fear but of love power and a sound mind because when they put thorns in my head I redeemed your mind back so you don't have to be oppressed no more you don't have to be depressed no more you don't have to be oppressed depressed pressed in pressed down. I took the pressing on me on the cross so you could take the blessing on you in the earth. And that's what I want the church to be awakened to is that it isn't one problem we go through to the next problem. It's more like we go through one victory to another victory to another victory to another victory to another victory. Because life might give you a setback, but I got news for you. God already started your comeback. Come on, somebody. What's that mean? God's turning things around because Jesus, because Jesus took it on him. I don't have to take it on me. And somebody sold you a bill of goods in the church. Now, don't get mad at me. But, you know, brother, we got to go through. Yeah, you're going to go through a little bit, but I got, well, brother, we got to go through the sweet by and by to get some pie in the sky. I got news for you. It ain't just going through problem after problem or, or pain after pain. It's going to be like walking on top of the storm's light. It ain't easy, but I got news for you. He's got the answer for every one of us. Because when it looks like the enemy's going to come in like a flood, the Bible said he lifted up a standard and lifted you up high up above the clouds. Amen? Because I got victory, and I'm going to keep victory because of what he did for me. Now look right here. For the love of Christ constrains us because we judge this, that if one died for all, then all are dead. You read this? What do you mean you dead? Talking about you. Let's read it. For the love of Christ constrained me to what? Because we think like this or we judge this, that if one died for all, then everybody is dead. That are in him. Watch this. Keep going. And that he died for all. That they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. I'm talking about you. But unto him which died for them and rose again. I ain't living for me. I ain't living for me. I'm living for him. Come on, somebody. Now, here's the thing, church. If you're going to live for him, you got to know what he said. You got to know what he said now, because if you don't know what he said, you might not know what to do. You better get that. If I don't know what he said, I might not know what to do. 
What do you mean? Because I don't know how to respond. See, you got to reprogram your mind. That's why the Bible said, I got to renew my mind into the word of God. Because if I don't renew my mind, I'll act carnal and I'll walk in the flesh when I should be walking in the spirit. But the Bible said what? He said, this battle is in flesh and blood. Come on, guys. So this battle ain't flesh and blood, but this battle is of the spirit where you cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We got to understand how to stop operating in the spirit because you are a spirit. You're not just having a spirit, but you are a spirit. You have a mind, a will, and emotions, and you live in a body. So I got to understand how to be a spiritual being in a natural earth, even though this natural earth is a spiritual place, that I got to understand how to navigate through. So watch this. But unto him which died for them and rose again. Keep going. We're going to all the way to verse 21. Wherefore, henceforth, what? Know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we knew Christ after the flesh, but what? Yet now, henceforth, we know him no more. Why? Because he ain't in the flesh no more. He's in the spirit. Now, watch and go slow. I know what you're saying. Watch this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, you're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, I would say, behold. All things are become new. You got to get up every day and see the new. You better, nobody heard me. I said, you got to get up every day and see the new. You got to get up every day and see. He said, behold, all things. You didn't hear me. Behold, all things. Behold, all things. Not yesterday. Behold, all things are what? Become anew. I got newness every day. I got newness because of what he did. See, some of you are living in yesterday, but yesterday's gone. Behold, all things have become Anew. Now watch right here. Keep going. We ain't done. We're going to go. Joe, we're going to go all the way to 21. And all things are of God. Okay, that's cool. Who have, but they have, reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. See, now we got reconciled back into God because of what Jesus did. Now nothing can separate me from the love of God because it's the love of Jesus on the cross that put me back with God. And that was man's greatest problem in the garden because when Adam sinned, man got separated from God. And man without God, Ephesians chapter 2 in the earth says, is doomed because he has no hope without God in the earth. So here we go. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given me the ministry of reconciliation. What's that mean? He can reconcile some stuff. How many need some stuff reconciled? Amen. Come on, so how many got some situations you need reconciliation? How many got how many got some how many got some broken relationships? relationships you need put back together how many you got some situations you need reconciliation amen come on somebody how many need some stuff you need put back together i got news for you he gave you the ministry of reconciliation that means even my enemies will be at peace with me how's that going to happen i don't know but god can do it amen how in the world is he going to do it i don't know and i don't care that's what god come for let him do his part and i'll do my part i'll just believe and he'll work it out all right amen i don't know how and i don't know why and i don't know when and i don't really care i'm just going to say he could do it again look at verse 19 now i is to wit that God, now you better get this now. You understand this? To wit, I don't even like it, it's King James, we'll just say like this. Let me help you understand something. God was in Christ. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. Read the Bible. Did you get that? Come on. Did you get what I just said? God was in Christ. Mm-hmm. God, God was in Christ. What you mean God was in Christ? God was in Jesus when he reconciled the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. 
and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God was in who? Christ going to the cross to take sin off of you and put the blessing that was on him on you and exchange positions forever in eternity. Now, here's the part. If he did it supernaturally, you can't even, you can't even undo it naturally. Look at this. What's funny? Now, then, we are ambassadors for Christ as what? Though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's steed. What's that? That you be reconciled unto God. Why is that? Because here's why, verse 21. Now watch this. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, Jesus, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now you're righteous. Righteousness with God means you got right standing with God not based upon performance but based upon a position. And when you understand right, see, righteousness doesn't come and go based upon your performance. You were made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's Romans says what? It says, it's like Romans 5.21 or something like that, I think, right? It says that you were made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It says you're supposed to rule and reign in the earth like a king, amen, and that you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If I've been made righteous, then it's in my DNA that I've been reconciled unto God, which means what? That I now have not only just restoration with God, but I have relationship with God, and I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Why did I say all that? Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. What did Jesus take off me? He took the curse off me to put the blessing back on me. Well, where the blessing at? Deuteronomy 28. Because the blessing came on the church when Jesus went to the cross, because what did he take? Now, you got to understand something. Now, go slow. It's the mystery of the church. Now, I need you to get something here. I'm going to go slow. Jesus went to the cross. See, let me explain something here. I understand the nails in the hand. I understand the sword in his side. I understand the thorns in his head. I understand the pain and the anguish. But he took all that upon him so he could take sick upon himself. So you don't have to take sick upon you. Now, here, here we go now. That's part of the curse. The big three of redemption are poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Who gets that? You get that off you, and it gets put on him, and he exchanged and gave you the blessing. Curses everyone that hangeth on a tree. So why did he do it? He came to put the blessing back on us. Now, here's the question. What would be the better? Let me explain to you. Millions of people this weekend are going to go to church. And millions of them ain't going to know why they're going. Millions of people are going to go and say, I celebrated it. I don't know what happened with it. I don't even understand it, but I know he's alive. Being alive is one thing, but understand that you live in is another. All right. You understand what I'm saying with this now? Come on now, because we're going we're gonna to do this thing. You understand what I'm saying? So now for me to be the beneficiary of what he did, I better get a revelation of something called the blessing. Because if that's why he went to the cross was to take the curse, then my number one Christian's op my Christian opportunity should be I better figure out what's in the blessing. Because if the blessing was the exchange for what he paid for going on that cross, I better know a thing or two about that blessing because that blessing was the reason why he came to the earth. 
because he didn't want to leave you without the blessing because that blessing was for you in the beginning. That's what he told Adam in the beginning. He said, I bless you and I want you to go into the earth and do. So if Jesus sent his only begotten son. See, now everybody gets up. Well, he didn't want us going to hell. He don't want you to have hell on earth neither. Listen, man, he sent his only begotten, not just to get you out of the earth to get to heaven. He sent his only begotten to get the blessing back on your life because God wants us to dominate the earth because he just don't want you coming. He wants you bringing everybody else you know with you to heaven. Amen. That's why the blessing came on you. That's why the blessings in you today. Look, I know some of you have been through some hell, but don't worry about it. Heaven's on the way. But right now you got to get heaven in the earth. Look what it says. And it shall come to pass. I'm going to read a little bit. We're going to take communion. All right. It give me like 15 minutes because we're here for Good Friday. Okay. Good Friday is about dying, man. It ain't about resurrection. Resurrection comes on Sunday. This is, the, this, is, this is the revelation of basically almost what do I have to do to renew my mind to the blessing? And this ain't just the beginning of my year. Oh, Pastor Chris is on the blessing. No, no, no. This is why Jesus came to the earth. He didn't come for no other reason but to put you back. He says he reconciled you. He put you back in the position he had for you where sin separated you. Man, let me tell you something. He came back to give you dominion in the earth. He came back to give you victory. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Overcoming power and ability. So let's just read a little bit of it, and then we'll let you go. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and to observe all thy commandments which I command thee this day, the Lord will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee. Look at this. On thee. And What? And who what? Overtake. That means they shall run you down and knock you over. Okay? Watch this, right? Blessed thou shalt be. Look at this. And if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord the God, blessed thou shalt be in the city, and blessed thou shalt be in the field. Blessed thou shalt have be the fruit of thy body, and blessed thy ground. And the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase, and the kin, and the flocks, and the sheep, blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed thou shalt be when you go, and blessed you shall be when you come. For the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise. Um, for the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, and they shall flee before thee seven. The Lord shall command. Everybody understand what you understand what I just said? He shall command the blessing. Amen. I don't know about you, but the last time God, now let go so. The Lord shall command. Last time God started talking, it was Genesis chapter 1. And he said, light be. And he said, land stay. And he said, stars hang. And he said, water be still. And the firmament of the earth came into being because God spoke. And he said, light be. And after six days, on the seventh day, he rested. And now the God's commanding again. And the Lord, everybody said, the Lord. The Lord shall command. He didn't say maybe suggest. He said he's going to command the blessing to come upon thee in thy storehouse and all thy settest thy hand anew. Look at your hand and say, my hands are blessed. Amen. My feet are blessed. Amen. Where I go is blessed. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed. Coming. I ain't talking. How'd you get blessed? I got blessed because he went to the cross. Come on, somebody. This ain't based on performance. This is based on his position. Amen. He went to the cross so he could put me in the blessing. He went to the cross so he put me back on top. He went to the cross. He didn't just hang on some tree to tell the story. He came to hang on a tree for me to be empowered in the earth. Now watch this. And all and all that thy set thy hand unto. Now watch it. Keep going. 
and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Blessing you in your land. Watch, keep going. Nine's good. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people of himself, and as he sworn in thee, if thou shalt keep his commandments of the Lord thy God and his ways. Now watch verse 10. He ain't done. And all the people of earth shall see that they are called by the name of the Lord. You're going to see the blessing. Man, they're going to get mad at you. You start eating good, they're going to get mad at you. You start driving better. Let me tell you, all your critics, tell them, shut up. Tell them, write a letter to the church. I'll rebuke them for you. Everybody gets mad. You see the blessing? If you Look, here's the thing. When the blessing shows up, don't you get mad about it. And all your critics that scream about it, just tell them to go read Deuteronomy 28.10. It's supposed to show up. It's supposed to show up. If it ain't showing up, you might be doing something wrong. Now, don't get mad at me now. Don't get religious. See, I thought he was going to come in here and talk about Good Friday. You know, talk about Jesus got nails in his hand, and they were painful. And uh, he got a thorn in his head, and he's supposed to be like somber. Pastor Chris said, we're supposed to be loaded. How did he get Good Friday and got us loaded? And all the people of the earth shall see. What do you mean all the people of the earth shall see you're blessed? What you mean, bless? Oh, you don't like it? Say, I don't see it say blessed. Stick around, you will. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by my name or by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. Well, this is even getting better. Now, not only are you blessed, they're afraid of you. Yeah, they're afraid of you because you got power. And the Lord shall make thee, oh, you don't see the blessed? Stick around for plenteous and goods means fat stack pockets. Yes. <laughs> plenteous and good. That ain't my, see, they get mad at you. Why would you say that? I just read the Bible. Don't get mad because I read the Bible. See, you want to know why people get mad when you talk about money? They don't have any. And they get mad because they know it's going to take a stretch from where they are to go get it. See what I'm saying? Plenty is in goods. If you don't like the goods, get them and give them away. I don't really care what you do with them, but get them. You know what I'm saying? Get the goods. Amen. And in the fruit of that body, in the fruit of that cattle, that's all your stuff. Amen. Keep going. And look at this. And what? And in the fruit of that ground, and in the land which the Lord swore unto the fathers to give thee. Amen. See, he told Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, go be blessed. And that blessing just kept trickling down and trickling down. And it hit Jesus, and it hit Abraham, and it hit you. Because when you came in the covenant with Jesus, you came in covenant with the blessing. And when he went to the cross, he took what was on you, off you. See, 2,000 years ago when he hung on a tree, he exchanged places with me. And I didn't go there, and I didn't show up, but he showed up in today to make sure you got the blessing on you and got the curse off of us. And that's when you got born again. And the minute you came into the kingdom, of heaven and said, Jesus, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth. The minute you came into that covenant agreement, you went to, let me tell you right here now, you went back 2,000 years ago and you climbed up on a cross, positionally you were baptized into the death and he gave you the resurrection power and you came out of darkness and you got shoved into marvelous light and you got translated from the kingdom of darkness and you got sonship and you got the blessing and you got overcoming victory and what he did 2,000 years ago, you got by faith today. And he put you on top. And he's leaving you on top forever because that blessing came on you. Now, the best way. You want to know what got me mad? I'm going to tell you what gets me mad about this. Stuff. This whole weekend blows me out for one thing. It, bo- it doesn't get me mad like I'm mad. But it bothers me because if he did this for me, what am I doing with it? See, that's what gets me. See, if you, you did this, you want, how, how, can you imagine, if I died for my kid, 
If I climb up to the, I'm going to die for my kids. If I die for these jokers, and these jokers go act like ding-dongs the rest of their life, I'm going to try to come back and smack them in the head. How about you? When you, right, you go up there, you die for your kids and say, here you got power. The church is running around. We groveling for this. We groveling for that. We talking like this. We're all deflated and defeated and all jacked up and messed up, scraping for nickels and dimes, trying to get our cold healed for crying out loud. And all the while, you living like royalty with the blessing of God on your life. Because, gee, why are you giving your mind? Don't give your mind. He took thorns in his head so you, he can't have your mind. Amen? Why are you going to give your position? Don't give your position. You stay in the blessing. I'm staying in the heel. If he went up on the cross and took my sick, I ain't going to live sick a day in the earth. If he went up on the cross and took my sin, I ain't going to live with a consciousness of sin another day in the earth. If he went up on that cross and took my shame, I ain't living with shame one day in the earth. If he went up there and took the curse, I'm not living with anything less than God's blessing. Because if it ain't in God's blessing, I ain't taking it. Why? Because the Bible said, blessed is me and blessed I am when I come and blessed I am when I go. Well, I'm going to live without it. I got it. It's a blessing. That's why I went to the cross. To put the blessing on you. You can't prove me wrong. I'm right. Because when sin came into the earth, he had to rectify it. And the only way to pay for sin was death. Jesus paid the price of a thief. Even though he never stole nothing. He exchanged. You can get into it. He exchanged. But he took his place on the cross so he could give me his position in the earth. Man, I'm telling you. Look at this. I'm going to give you seven, I'm going to give you like nine, nine, ten things here. Write these down, and then I'm going to let you go. Look at some of the aspects of the exchange. I don't, I don't want you to, uh, there's probably thousands of these. I just picked ten. Okay? We're going to look at these ten things, and we're going to take communion. You all right? Give me like ten minutes. Number one, Jesus was punished that we might be forgiven. He was punished so we could be forgiven. Don't you ever live a minute of life walking Feeling like you're not forgiven. Don't ever feel unworthy. He made you worthy. Forgiven. So you make mistakes. Everybody got to be forgiven. And why do you forgive? You know what's funny about forgive? If you don't forgive, you can't be forgiven. Because it's yours. A long time ago, God said, you, you got you to you sow what you reaped. I was thinking that. I was no, I said, God, you got that wrong. You reap what you sow. He said, No, 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 you gotta sow what you reaped. I said, No, nah, that's wrong. You reap what you sow. I knew that even lost. You ever hear that scripture? You reap what you sow? It's true, right? He said to me one day I was hanging out, he Larry, it was clear as day. He goes, No, 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 you reap, you reap, you gotta you sow. I said, No, you sow what you reap. He said, No, you need to reap, you reap, you sow what you, you reap what you sow. He said, You need to sow what you reaped. I said, what you mean, sow what I reap? He said, what did I give you? See, now, if I don't give, look, watch this. If I don't give you forgiveness, he's got a right to hold back his forgiveness. And I don't like you that much. I'm going to let you go. You missed a great place to shout. Did you get it? 
<laughs> you get what I'm saying? No, I ain't picking on nobody here because I'm in the atmosphere right now. If You know what I'm saying? Like, I like you, but you ain't going to screw up my prayer life. So if I don't forgive you because he can't forgive me if I lock you up, I'm going to let you go because I want my stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you ain't going to get over it, so I'm going to sow what I reaped because I want to keep reaping what I got. Is that all right? You know what I'm saying? So you let them go by faith. That's what you do. You say, go, 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 go. It's called, you know, write this down. It's called deliverance for some of you. Mm. Okay, you'll get that in the right home. Yeah, because sometimes in life, you got to just let things go by. Because you don't get to your destiny. See, people think this. Let me tell you. I wrote something down the other day. It messed me up, but I'll tell you. Don't you ever, don't you ever, 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 listen what I'm going to tell you. Don't you ever put your destiny in the hands of another whose heart has not changed towards God. Don't you ever, ever put your destiny, you understand, in the hands of a man or a woman whose heart has not turned towards God. This is the most dangerous thing in the world. Because unless you qualified already, I can't qualify you to get me there. And yeah, it's not safe. And my destiny costs too much for me to screw it up following you. Don't you ever, don't ever trust somebody with your destiny, okay, if their heart isn't turned toward God. That's why you don't want, somebody's going to change. Nobody changes. Then nobody gets better and nobody changes. They're what they are and that's the way they're going to stay they are. I'm telling you, listen to me. That's the best. Most people never change. They don't. They don't work at it. You know what you think? You know how hard it is to work at change? It's a lot of work. You think people do it? No, they don't want to do it. They ain't going to put the work in. And you like counting on them maybe having an epiphany. They ain't going to have no epiphany. I don't even know what an epiphany means. I think it's like a light comes on, right, or something. I thought it was a church in town. Come on, somebody. Amen. God bless the Catholics. Amen. 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 I'm a good Catholic from New Jersey. Don't mess with me. I wasn't no altar boy. It is Good Friday, right? Number two, I got to get going here. You'd be here all night. I'll start preaching. The next thing you know, I can't stay in the topic. You knew that was coming. Jesus was wounded that we might be healed. Write that down. He is wounded so I could be healed. So healing, healing is a point. You better get it. You better get your healing. You better get your healing. Amen? I'm picking on Jay. She's doing so good. She's so cute. I wish I had hair like that. Come on. Come on. Right? Jesus was wounded that we might be healed. Ready, ready, ready? Check this out. Now, write this down. This one's big. Three. Jesus was made sin with our sinfulness that we might be made righteous with his righteousness. Ain't that good? Just write them down. Take your time. I'm going to give them to you quick, and then we're going to go. Did you get them? And then we're going to take some communion, and we're going to get ready, and we slide right in because you're the blessed. You know what I'm saying? You want me to go over them again? Did you get it? Yeah. What was three? I don't know. I'll go back and read it. I like that. Is that like the team? Are you guys on the team? What team? Softball? That's awesome. You in town? I'm so glad you came to church. I got to meet y'all when I, before I leave. Right? Jesus was made sin, especially all you girls. Now, listen, pretty girls, pay attention. Don't you go getting around some ding-dong boy, ain't got his heart in God. He ain't going to change. He's a dud. You were looking for a stud. He's a spud. That's a potato. Remember Mr. Potato Hen? This is the wildest Good Friday service you've ever been in. But this is not, all my girls, pay attention. All my girls, pay attention. You, 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 I'm working with you. Don't worry. You're, he's part of the stable. He'll be all right. right? You got Mr. Potato Head. You were look, no, you were looking for a stud, and you got a spud. 
And don't worry about it. We're going to find them. They got to qualify. Bring them down. Bring them. You're from Carolina? North Carolina, I've seen the shirt. Bring I go to Raleigh all the time. I'll come see. When I go to Raleigh, you come see me. But you bring them here, I'll lay hands on them. I'm going to make sure they're all normal. Amen. Praise the Lord. Right? Write this down. Everybody say, it's a good, it's good, good Friday. Come on, somebody. Good, good Friday. Jesus was made sin with our sinfulness that we might be made righteous with his righteousness. Should you write that down? Okay, I got a couple more. Ready? Man, I'll tell you what, the penalty was worth the victory. I'm going to tell you that right here now. He paid the penalty, but boy, it was our victory, wasn't it? And then I could leave you some, right? Four, Jesus tasted death for us that we might share his life. He tasted death for us that we might share life. We ain't never going to taste death. You're going to live forever, man. You ain't even going to know what death is. You know how people are scared to die? You ain't going to die. You, I got news for you. You as dead as you ever going to be right now. You just step right over. You're going to step right over into glory. You know what? I wonder, are we even going to know we left? I don't think you might. I don't know. I'll be here, right? You might just wake up there. Hey, I'm in heaven. Whoa. <laughs> I'm being serious. You're a spirit being. I don't know. None of you go too early now. I like some of you. Some of the ones I want to go early, I'll let you know who they are later. Amen. <laughs> God, can we trade? <laughs> you can't trade? Can we trade? I'd like to keep this one. I'll trade you one of these for one of those. And Jesus... Write down five. I told you it was going to be wild. Jesus was, you got the communion stuff. If you guys want to go get the communion stuff while I finish. Let me, wait, wait, let me finish because you want to take notes. I'll go quick. Jesus was made a curse that we might receive the blessing. Jesus took the curse so we can get the blessing. You get that? They got to understand that. What's the blessing? Deuteronomy 28, you got to read it. If it looks like the curse, don't receive it. I was telling PL that. I said, you know what? No, nobody, part of that blessing is, Man, there's a lot of stuff. You know what you do? You read all of Deuteronomy 8, 28. You read all of Deuteronomy 28, and then you read what the curse is, and then get the opposite of it. Because the curse ain't part of the blessing. You understand? You can find everything in there. Everything's in that Deuteronomy 28. It ain't in there, and if you see it, say, oh, steal. It was funny. Stuff like stealing. Can't, can't steal from me. Got the blessing. They can't steal from you. You got the blessing. You got to, once you get revelation, you got power. You don't need strength. You need revelation. Revelation will give you strength. Truth will supersede time. You know what I'm saying? I've been saying truth's manipulating time. I kind of altered that a little bit because it sounds so bad saying manipulated. So I came up with a new one. Truth can alter time. Yeah, I like that a little better. Manipulation seems wrong, but you can't manipulate it because you speed it up and slow it down. You make it work for you because time came in the fall. You know why? It came in the fall. There was no such thing as time until Adam fell. And then everything came on a time clock. That's why you can dominate it. You make it work for you. Because truth will supersede it. How do you see that? You know how, like you said, something's going to take 20 years to happen? It can happen in 20 seconds. Because truth speeds it up and slows it down. We're going there another day. Let me write these things down. Did you get that? That's why you ain't got to wait 300 years or something. Jesus made a curse. Six, right? Jesus endured our poverty that we might share his abundance. Woo! He endured our poverty so we could receive his abundance. He got gold streets, man. How many know we got work to do? Ain't that good news? Jesus, seven, you ready for seven? Jesus bore our shame that we might share his glory. Woo! He took my shame and I could take his glory. Amen? You know what I mean? Then you stay humble with that, but guess what? 
He gave it to you. That's his presence. The glory of God is his presence. I expect God's presence to show up. Ready? He, this is so good. Check this out. He endured my rejection that I might have his acceptance with the Father. He endured my rejection that I might have acceptance with the Father. See that? He took my rejection. He endured my rejection that I might have his, my, I might have his acceptance with the Father. Pull that in. Come on. Nine. You ready for nine? He was cut off that women, we might be joined to the Lord. He got cut off from God so we could be joined to the Lord. Those are just real little reflection points. I'm going to give you the last one. You ready for it? Then I'm going to give you this. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you Colossians. You can go to Colossians. If you can find Colossians 2.14 in the NLT, that would be great. If you got it, if we don't have it, I'll just read it in what you got. Come on. You ready for number 10? Everybody say 10. Here it is. Our old man was put to death in him that the new man might come to life in us. That is good. Our old man was put to death in him that the new man might come to life in us. Ain't that good? And I want to read this to you, this Colossians, and we're done. I want you to look at this. Colossians chapter 2. You guys did great tonight. Look at this. I want you to look at this just real quick, and then I'm going to give you this thing we're going to go. And if you guys want to get the communion stuff, feel free. Whoever's going to get the communion stuff, go, we'll go forward. I'll, I'll repeat this to you. Through the eyes of the scriptures, we see this. Jesus saw. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by the nailing it to the cross. Between his hands, look at it. You better listen to this. Look at me. Between his hands and the wood, there was a list. A long list, a list of our mistakes, a list of our lusts, our lies, our greed, our prodigal years, whatever it is, a list of our sins. And dangling from the cross is, an, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a category of our sin. Everything. But I got news for you. He put it in between his hands. So when the hands of Jesus opened up, and as the hand of the soldier hesitated, Jesus himself would have swung a mallet because he knew something about carpentry. He knew how he was no stranger to driving nails. He knew what it was going to take. As a carpenter, he knew what it took. And as a savior, he knew what it meant. He knew the purpose of the nail was to place your sins where they could be hidden by his sacrifice and covered by his blood. That's what he did. So we could be free. You can play. Put it there, knowing all the while. As we get together right now, as we take communion, we know every, something about today means something to each and every one of us. But what I want you to do is I want you now, I just want you to reflect. The ushers are going to come, or the, the team's coming, they ain't ushers, but they're coming, leadership's coming. We're going to take a minute. I want you to examine your heart. You want to do it? 
But I want you to just do one thing. Pastor Liz is going to lead us. I want you to, we're going to play a little song in between so you get the communion elements. One thing I want you to do right now is as you sit there, just listen to me. The Bible says one thing's really important. I want to take communion together. I feel like it's just cooler when we do it together. But I want you to do one thing. I want you to examine your heart. As you come and you receive the elements, go back to your seat, sit there, examine your heart. The Bible says you could drink damnation under yourself. Everybody could partake of communion, but you don't want to keep unforgiveness in your heart. You don't want to keep, you don't want to keep anything. The Bible says this. If your heart condemns you, fix it. And you know what condemn means? If you get a check. Like if you close your eyes and you think like, man, my attitude's been kind of cruddy and God checks you about it, just say, God, I repent. You know what I'm saying? When you get ready to take communion. Maybe you got to forgive somebody. I don't know whatever it is. The Bible says just examine your heart. Then we're going to take communion together. So just follow the usher's leads. When you get the elements, go back to your seat. Wait for us. Pastor Liz is going to lead us in this. And I want you to know that everybody's ready to take communion. But just make sure your heart's ready when you go back to your seat and sit there. Amen? Just follow the ushers and we're going to get ready to follow. Amen? Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.